I'm Ian McLean, founder of Flow Group and Greenline Conversations. This podcast has grown out of the chaos that's been thrust upon us, and in it, I share the best of 25 years of helping leaders in business organizations deal and cope with change. So, as you're out there, busy making sense of it all, trying to cope, and repurposing your organizations, I'm hoping that some of this will provide some help, some of the time. I'll keep it deliberately short, because I know you're busy. Let's dive in. Welcome back. No, the irony isn't lost on me. This is the longest, unintended gap in the sequence since I began the podcast at the very start of the pandemic. And this episode is about procrastination. I know, I know, I could make the excuse about family holidays and workload and client travel, all of which are true, by the way, but it only thinly camouflages the essence of my experience of what this episode is about. That we procrastinate, why we procrastinate, and what we can do about it. Procrastination, it isn't a new thing. It's a universally human thing that appears already in the writings of the ancient Greeks. Plato, Aristotle, and their peers even had a word for it. They called it akrasia, which roughly translates as lack of self-control or procrastination. Whilst procrastination has always been part of the human experience, it appears, I've been struck in more recent times by how some of even the most dynamic people I know struggle nowadays to maintain focus and are easily and routinely suctioned into distraction. It never really was before, but it has certainly become a topic of conversation with leaders that I work with. And in addition to that, it's the subject of increasing media, public and publishing attention. And this is in no way random that it coincides with the rise of internet technology, which obviously is having an ever-increasing but silent imprint on our habits and behaviours, the implications of which we don't fully understand, nor will we until it's probably too late. So we're talking about procrastination and its first cousin distraction, which will appear in part two of the podcast. But first, let's concentrate on procrastination itself and what's at the heart of why we procrastinate. One of the unique qualities of humanity and being human is the ability to imagine future. No other mammal does this. And as part of that, we hold the idea of a future self. This is separate from our present self. And trying to reconcile the two selves can often lead to discord. When you set goals, for example, you're setting them for your future self, usually an idealized, better version of yourself. This future self values long-term rewards. The present self, however, It wants immediate gratification. And this is where the inner conflict arises. The future self wants to be slim and trim, but the present self just wants the ice cream. You can see the problem here. 
The future self may set the goal, but only the present self can take the action. And they're incentivized differently. And the reason it's so difficult for the present self to make a decision to satisfy the future self is that there is no immediate consequence today to choosing the ice cream. It all smacks so of St. Augustine's line from his confessions. Lord, make me chaste, but not yet. You see, there's no consequence today to the ice cream lapse today. But cumulatively and over time, there's a cumulative impact, but we don't see it today. And as the present self doesn't understand future and is only concerned with now, well, if there's no consequence to it, why not do it? Because the present self is the self that accounts for action. And then to copper fasten this, rationalization comes along and we find many good ways to make prioritizing the present self okay over the future self, thereby procrastinating. In my case, in relation to the sloping off on this podcast episode, it sounds something like, I don't have all the information, so I need to research, and I don't like research. Or the weather's too fine to sit in a room to record a podcast. Or the kids are off school and deserve my attention. Or the return of work travel has upset my routine. The rationalization makes the procrastination sound and seem okay. And none of these things are untrue, of course. It's just that I'm using them as my defense lawyer to get myself acquitted from the accusation of procrastination. And we do this all the time. This brings me to the core insight. And it's this. There is pain either way whether you procrastinate or whether you act. Most of us procrastinate because of the anticipated pain of taking the action, writing the report, doing my admin, having that conversation, clearing out the garage, creating the podcast episode. But what we don't account for is that there's equal pain and anxiety sewn into the very act and fact of avoiding the thing. The reason we choose to procrastinate is because there's no immediate consequence today to not acting. Imagine you procrastinate over writing a report. I'll do it manana. You keep putting it off day after day. The avoidance induces in you an anxiety, but not sufficient for you to act. But this anxiety is ever present like the persistent low hum of the fridge. Until it's suddenly the day before the deadline. Now, there's a consequence for not acting. So you tackle the report. You complete the report just before it's due, and the pain subsides. In fact, the shame, guilt, worry of the procrastination is more painful than the pain of doing the work itself. The issue is not doing the work. It's starting the work. For salespeople with call reluctance, the hardest door to go through is their own front door. For those intent on getting fitter, the hardest part of couch to 5k is getting off the couch. If you want to combat procrastination, you need to make it easy for the present self to get started. Once started, once you've taken the first step, 
observe how motivation and momentum naturally follows. As Emerson wrote, the law of nature is, do the thing and you shall have the power. This is where true motivation lies. Waiting for the muse to strike is simply a procrastinator's refrain. Of the many hacks for conquering procrastinators' inertia, the three I most favour, in addition to scheduling, which I'll explore in an upcoming episode, are as follows. Chunking down, short deadlines and rewards. Chunking down fits into the category of the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. So you focus on the first step. You don't eat the whole elephant, just focus on the first bite. I wrote a weekly column for a national newspaper for 20 years. I frequently encountered writer's block while I was doing this. The most important question I asked myself to combat the stasis was always, what's my introduction? Just write that. Chunk the whole thing down into manageable pieces. Know what the next one is and focus on doing that. Once I'd focused on asking myself, what's my introduction? I then set out a short deadline to accomplish it. Francesco Cirillo's Pomodoro technique suggests 25 minutes as the optimum time for concentration. So you can set this. Other research, by the way, ranges from 25 to 45 minutes. But choose a deadline, choose a time frame, and just focus on sitting down to tackle whatever the chunk down version of your first task is in that time. At the end of that time, 25 minutes in my case, take a short break. Do three or four of these short sprints and then take a longer break. And with a longer break, you move to the third item, which is you add a reward. Make a coffee, read a newspaper, walk outside, something that is a micro reward for yourself. Chunk it down, create a short deadline and add a reward. Not only will the combination dissolve procrastination by satisfying the present self, it will inevitably at some stage thrust you into a state of flow and peak productivity where you'll lose yourself, find maximum creativity and motivation, which will move you in the direction of rewarding the future self. Which will all work very sweetly if we can avoid the assassination attempt of what we'll deal with in part two of keeping your focus which is avoiding distraction. Until next time, stay safe, stay sane, stay connected.